0: So then, we're back at it. And today, I'd like to talk about the rarest kind of person. And this is something that, if you understand, it's going to completely change your whole way of relating to people. It's going to change how you think about relationships, how you feel about your relationships. And if you think about it long enough, if you really get into it and you really take some action on this idea, then it'll change your relationships fundamentally. It'll change the sorts of people you relate to and the way that you relate to them and how it feels to relate to them. Now, when we're talking about such feelings, it is quite tricky, (laughs) right? How you feel about a person. It's sort of funny how we talk about such feelings and such things in relationships. As if a feeling about a person is a story about a thing that happened. (laughs) And if you can understand the rarest kind of person, then you can understand the best feeling that you can have about someone. And there isn't really a word for it. This feeling is, it's sort of a cross between admiring, appreciating, looking up to love. That sort of comes into it, right? Love is sort of in the same sort of ballpark, but, you know, love is love is something a little bit different to what we're really talking about. And it's like if we combine these things, you know, love and admiration and appreciation, there's something just beyond that. There's something just... Uh, and that is the kind of realization I'd like you to have. Now, what is the rarest kind of person? Now, of course, obviously... The rarest kind of person is not a kind of person. They are one of a kind. (laughs) Which is exactly the point. That's all the answer you need. The rarest kind of person is unique. That's another way of putting it. The rarest kind of person is someone who is wholly themselves unapologetically and it is so delightful it is so f- refreshing for someone to just ah just to be who they want to be it's so rare to find that <laughs> it's so rare to find that now this is interesting it's so rare to find that that when someone is unapologetically an asshole that inadvertently strangely enough is refreshing it's actually nice to relate to an asshole because they seem, in some twisted sort of way, so happy in themselves, so without the usual taboos, hang ups, do's and don'ts, shoulds and should nots that we normally walk around with. Now, of course, that is twisted, right? No one likes an asshole. Damn, I don't want to be an asshole. I want to be someone nice. And of course, already, <laughs> you, see the, you see the predicament. It's like, I don't want to be nice. <laughs> and really, this whole thing is just one little way in which we create tangles for ourselves. We create expectations of ourselves. And to really be unique. To really let yourself come through. Your authentic self. That takes work. It takes therapy. Meditation. Awareness techniques. Perception practices. Body work. Emotional work. Psychological work. Relationship work. How long is the list? And how deep do you have to go? You have to go into your mind, you have to go into your spirit, you have to go into your motivations, you have to go into your visions, you have to go into your imagination, you have to go into your childhood conditioning, you have to go into your family drama. How long is that list? (laughs) There's just lists all around us of things to do. And really, to meet someone who is themselves, that is so rare. And it shouldn't be so because we are all so unique. You would think that it would be easy. You would think that it would be so simple. No one's voice sounds like my voice. No one's face looks like my face. No one thinks like I do. And it's the same with you. It's the same with everyone else. So why is it that it's so hard to find someone so rare? And of course, every time we think of this, and we have every time we have this conversation, I think of this one skit that's in that movie by Monty Python, where it's the life of Brian, and he's sort of speaking to this big crowd, and he says, you don't need to follow me. You are all individuals. And then in perfect unison, the whole crowd says, Yes, we are all individuals. And it's very funny. That's like, the, that's like the comic book sketch of what we're trying to say here. That's the comic book illustration of the point I'm trying to get across. And if you really think about this, like I've had times in my life where I've really just racked my brain like... How do you be original? Like, how do you find an idea that no one else has ever had before? How do you speak in a style that no one else has ever done before? And it doesn't just go for ideas and like speaking in the things that we create and make, it's not just art and music and drama and stories that originality applies it goes for like every single thing like how you tie your shoelace how you clean your teeth how do you decide to pay the car registration and really the only solution is infinite creativity it's the only way whether you are a creative or not you must tap into infinite creativity And that involves improvisation. It involves spontaneity, right? Because when you're reinventing yourself every three seconds, you can't think about it as like, oh, this would be a good idea to do it this way and then to do it. You have to just do it. Just be original, damn it. (laughs) It's almost like that. And, of course, also there is this network that we're in which values certain things. Because originality isn't always valued. We value things over other things, which is why we copy each other. We see one monkey doing one thing and getting all the attention and all the bananas for doing that thing. So we do it ourselves. And then we find, lo and behold, we actually do get more bananas and more attention and that is just like, wow, oh, I love bananas. I love having more attention. It's so enticing. Ah, to hell with being original. I just want to be rich. <laughs> and really, the glamour, the glamour culture of these high-status individuals tells a lot about what we feel the rarest kind of person deserves and what they are if you take one of these these megastars right like a rihanna or a katy perry or a taylor swift just to name some female singers right we can do we can do actors we can do johnny depp Leonardo DiCaprio John Goodman Right megastars absolute megastars There's so much glamour around them They're so unique right and they're so rare right There's only one John Goodman <laughs> Now of course maybe you can't compare <laughs> maybe you can't compare a John Goodman to a Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna has a very different kind of glamour than a John Goodman. <laughs> but what's in them is rarity What's in them is their uniqueness. And if you really get close to one of those stars, you really feel something, right? If you can really get John Goodman's autograph to really have his poster, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't admire John Goodman's acting. <laughs> but that feeling of the person you admire, that's something we need to realize for ourselves. And of course, the idea always is, oh, I need to become an actor well, how do I become this mega-famous pop singer, right? (laughs) Now, there's another point in your life when this can happen, This, this occurrence of the rarest kind of person coming along and touching you in a way that you admire them. This is when you have kids for yourself. Because when little Tommy plays hot cross buns on the trumpet right and you go along and you see his recital that is the most incredible thing and it is so unique it's just it's just bursting with creativity and, and personality and freedom and spontaneity and he doesn't have a clue what he's doing right right <laughs> Little Tommy has no idea how unique he is. And it's just pouring out of him, right? It's just infinite. And you're just soaking it up. You're just like, oh, man, you played Hot Cross Buns. And it brought me to tears. Right? And you notice in that, Hot Cross Buns the most generic song. Every kid in that year is playing it. And every kid in the year before and every kid in the year after played that exact same song with the exact same music and in fact they even sat in the same position with the same music stand you would think there would be no originality there would be no rarity in that situation and yet it's like standing in front of a jet engine and what a world we would live in if we could admire Rihanna With the same reverence and the same love as little Tommy playing hot cross buns. And of course, the reason you like little Tommy playing hot cross buns is because he's your son or your nephew or your grandson or something like that, right? Because it's personal, because there's some sort of connection. And yet that learning is the exact path to have that openness To everyone, to see that uniqueness in everyone is your path. Imagine how it's just, it's mind-boggling to think if you could actually see the uniqueness in every person. To see how rare each person is. Every day, every time you encounter them. Because this exists in people that have really no glamour at all. It's possible to have basically no life and yet to have the experience of, wow, you are so rare. It's, it's possible to love someone who has nothing. In fact, in some ways, it's easier. And this is really the only way. The only way you can do this, the only way you can learn this, the only way you can get in touch with the rarity that I'm trying to get across to you is either to, one, make friends with Rihanna or two, have a son or have a kid and watch them play hot cross buns or three, to meet someone who shows you it. And that's really it. Now, the first one of those, Rihanna, is a big category, right? These are the people that we admire because of what they do, because of their status, because of their achievement. That's pretty straightforward. The second category of personal family or personal friends, right? We can include having just friends in the category of having kids. Well, a lot of people take that path in life of having family because they want to, subconsciously or unconsciously or in some roundabout way to learn to connect with human beings again. That's what's driving them to have kids. And those first two paths, they're quite common, right? But they don't always work. They don't always guarantee to bring you to these realizations. And the third one of just having someone where you you don't know why, you don't know how, But you've just fallen in love with them for no reason. And this is when, of course, they're living on a totally different level. Because on the level of the mundane stuff, right, they don't have it. They might have no job, no real relationship, no aspirations, no real skills. They might live in a tent. You know, they don't have big money. And yet, despite all that, right? So, despite looking at their life and being like, look, what, what do you got going on? You know, get yourself together. And despite that, you have this incredible vision of how unique they are and how beautiful they are. Beauty really does come into this. Beauty really is the the other side to the same coin of uniqueness, And I'm very fortunate to have met a number of individuals who, by so many estimations and measurements of what it means to be good or successful, have nothing, right? They're really nobodies. And yet it's just mind blowing how unique they are, how much they have come into their own soul, how much they have grown into. Their own uniqueness. And how did, they, how did they do it? By doing it consciously. By doing the work. By seeing the lists of all the things that need to be done and actually doing them. Doing therapy. Doing meditation. Doing awareness techniques. Doing self-inquiry. Doing perception techniques. Doing body work. Doing emotional work. Doing family work. And then at the same time, working on their creativity, working on their music, working on their art, working on their painting, working on their drawing, working on their writing, working on their business, working on their entrepreneurship. And these sorts of people, you just think, wow, you just think, my goodness, you are blowing it out of the water. And really, it is rare for people to have their uniqueness forward because so much in society puts that down. So much in our wider culture, our global culture doesn't encourage that. It doesn't reward that. It doesn't help to make that flower and flourish in a positive way. And in many cases, it's actually turned pathological. And people have their uniqueness coming out in destructive ways, both self-destructive and destructive to society. So it is difficult to see it in others. And it is difficult to see it in yourself. But it just takes a bit of practice. It takes a bit of nerve. It takes a bit of dedication. And really, if there's any... If there's any use for faith and belief, which are two words that, you know, they seem so dead and so useless, then it's here that those words apply. It's to have faith in yourself. It's to believe in yourself. It's to believe that you are unique and you do have something unique to offer to the world. And that if you just persist, you will be able to bring that through. You will be able to have that flower. Just takes a little bit of intelligence. Just takes a little bit of work. Just takes a a nudge in the right direction, right? That's what I hope this conversation is. Just just a nudge in the right direction. Your quirkiness, follow that. Your weird ideas, keep, keep going with that. Develop that. Those things that people say, uh, raise an eyebrow at, well, maybe you're on to something. Yeah? So this is your nudge in that direction. And of course, we're not going to be Rihanna, right? I'm not going to be the next Rihanna or even the next John Goodman, right? But maybe I can, in some ways, (laughs) be on the stage with little Tommy playing Hot Cross Buns. So, those are a few thoughts on the rarest kind of person, and this is a deep subject. There's a lot of different ways in which, like, this is one of those ideas which we approach from, like, multiple angles, but we never actually arrive at, because it's wordless, right? Like, so many of the ideas we've discussed in the past, we come back to it again, and we sort of have to go around it and approach it from different ways. And sometimes we're talking about this idea, but it's framed as something else, right? So the rarest kind of person is just the incidental words that we're using for this idea that I'm trying to impart to you today. And we will come back at it again from a different angle and maybe even from the same angle, right? Maybe we need to take another stab in the same way at it. So... Yeah, leave me leave me a comment of some of your experiences with people that you admire. Do you, do you admire Rihanna? Do you admire John Goodman? Have you seen a family member do something that was in some ways generic but also astronomical? <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. So thanks very much and we'll be back soon with more.